championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Motherfucker. <laughs> one job. I told you, one job. Three, two, one. Yeah, Welcome to Cover 49. My name is Tesh, and Bryant Young belongs on Hall of Fame. And the 49ers are going to the NFC Championship game. I got my main man, Chrissy Chris, Fresno's finest in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we still live in the high. We still live in the dream. We still ride it. Let's go. And we, we got the Bagman Jamal in the house. What's going on, Bagman? Yo, who's got better than us? <laughs> nobody. nobody. At least for today, nobody. We where do you get started, highway. man? Where do you where do you get started? We just punched our ticket to the NFC Championship game. A team that was three and five, right? Three and five, two and two and two and three, whatever. Three and five. And yeah, it was like two and five. Yeah, it was. It was looking totally. bleak. Jamal wanted to fire Shanahan <laughs> and Lynch. Don't forget Lynch. <laughs> yeah, Lynch is coming with him too. And, and Lynch, and it's just somehow Jimmy G is throwing two interceptions and no touchdowns in the playoffs. And somehow it was two and zero. Is two and zero playing in the NFC Championship game and just beat Aaron Rodgers again, Chrissy Chris. How are you doing this, bro? How is this happening? By the grace of God, man, the almighty <laughs> God, and I swear, Allah, whoever, and the grace of God, honestly, because, like you said, no touchdowns, two interceptions, crucial interceptions, too. These ain't no interceptions, just like first quarter, you know, whatever. Like, you know, these is uh, scoring opportunities or giving, like in the Cowboys game, an uh, opportunity to give a momentum to come back. Um. But great defense and round, uh, not running game, man. You know, shout out to Elijah Mitchell, uh, Debo, our offensive line. But uh, I want to give a props out to our defense tonight. They was a one. They was uh, they was moving around, man. That first drive, you know, it took a minute to get uh, adjusted to the cold weather and just you know what Green Bay is gonna do. But after that, man, Tony led three points the rest of the game. I'm, I'm I'm proud of my defensive guys. And shout out Dante Johnson, man. Shout out Dante Johnson. He didn't uh he didn't lose the game for us, man. And we were nervous when uh he left and uh Josh Norman had to come in. So that should tell you how much of a factor Dante Johnson was. Because we were shitting breaks when we Josh Norman. Oh shit. With <laughs> the flags. Uh Bagman, what were your thoughts after the first quarter? I think we were at negative 10 yards at the end of the first quarter. So I was shitting bricks and smashing the peg button. I sent you guys those messages, man. I was freaking out. But uh, the old saying, man, defense wins championships. And that proven true today. It's like, you know, I don't want it to be like, oh, we're hating on Jimmy G because he played he played good <laughs> enough to win the game, man. He played good enough to help the team win the game with a team effort. He, he hanged tough, separated shoulder, separated thumb. Separated everything, but he played tough. Um, I just think, you know, he just had every game he has like a few good throws in him, and we just wasted him in the first quarter. He hit Kittle right in the chest, 
he hit Ayuk right in the chest. He hit Jennings right in the hands, and it was just like drop, 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 drop. And I'm just like, maybe these group of 49ers can't play in the frozen tundra because we're used to some really good 49er teams going into the frozen tundra and handling business. But, I mean, they pulled it out. They pulled it out after that first quarter. And uh, Chrissy Chris, man, what are you thinking about those drops? Man, I'm like, man, y'all came with too much swag to the game to be dropping this. Like, you can't be laying no eggs. I mean, even Jimmy G came in with swagged out. They were about all the ice and everything like that. Um, it was, uh, I mean, Kittles, I mean, but, I mean, he redeemed himself. But, I mean, that play that he dropped, that was clearly a touchdown. You know, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but uh, when that first happened, I was like, fuck, man. Those are opportunities that we uh, can't miss in the playoffs, especially against Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, you know, luckily, uh, wherever we play, it'll be a nice weather, you know, as long as it doesn't rain in Tampa. Jamal, as I say, the year is 2012, right? And I tell you, Jamal, 10 years from now, Dante Johnson is going to be starting an NFL playoff game for the 49ers. What would you say to me? I'm taking that cup of dark pepper away from you. That's you told me that. He put a little bit of a um, little secret, uh, Southern comfort in there, you know, a little SoCal <laughs> mixing it. That's why I'm like, let me taste that Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pib. I mean, like, even like in the beginning of the season, right? Like, let's say like week four, let's say I would tell you that Ambry Thomas was going to be a late scratch to start the game and everybody was going to be in panic mode. Like, like Ambry Thomas, really? And then everybody's just like, Dante Johnson, the gift that just keeps giving. It's another uh, it's, a, it's another bulky pick that's coming out for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? These bulky <laughs> picks are just coming through, Jimmy Ward and Dante Johnson. But I think Dante Johnson had a, a above-average mediocre game, and that was good enough to hold the Packers to, what, 10 points? Let's put it this way. He didn't uh, have a Dante Johnson game. Let's <laughs> put, put it that way. He didn't live up to I his. Mean, he he didn't tackle man. I mean, he held it down for the most part against you know Devontae Adams. You only you can give him some yards. He's yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's got limited. His. Yeah, the way Aaron Rodgers throws the ball and on point, I mean, you really can't do much about it. But I just know we're all shitting bricks when he was coming out and Josh Norman was coming in the game. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. That that's the honest truth right there. That sounds up Dante Johnson's night right there. We're like, man, get your ass back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he, out. and they tested him too as soon as he, he came on the field there. like i don't understand why i mean does emmanuel mosley just love that right side of the field and can't just play the left side of the field you know what i mean i just it might be just the right he might just be a right corner because richard sherman was like that with uh seattle for a while the left he the didn't left travel corner. yeah he didn't travel he did his cover three you know he had his one third of the field and that was it he didn't move around his, uh, he man had that tackle on Devontae Adams, though, man. Oh, oh he came, yeah, he came up on yeah. the like, third and four. Something I mean, like, like the flat. Yeah. There. Popped him. Hey, you got to shut off Fred one or two, Tessie. They, they don't know rest. We hey. Out there. Ah, dude. Fred we Warner. Fred Warner out there, man. His ankle sprain, he had me a little bit worried. He was flying around today. Like yeah, he That's was, what I'm saying, man. He was out there. He was out there doing his thing, man. You know, my boy Greenlaw. You know, he's too some aggressive sometimes, but, you know, but. There was another one where. A linebacker core is good. Alzir, Greenlaw, and Warner, when they're all playing together. 
There was another one where where Devonte Adams he got kind of loose a little bit, and outside here came and cleaned him up. Oh yeah, they yeah. they're fighting around. As I said, Greenlaw, Oshazir, and uh, Warner, they were making the receivers uh, fill it when they were catching the pass. Those little out routes, those little comebacks. Yeah, they they were uh, they were they were putting their uh, helmet on a hat. Well, credit to the Packers, right? The first drive of the game, they came out really trying to put the bully ball in there, right? They they struck to the running game. They tried to play mano mano against the 49ers, but it's like a heavyweight fight, right? You get to that final round. And the Niners they had nothing leaning, left in the tank. Yeah, the Niners kept leaning on them. And then like the last few drives, like you could tell the Niners were getting whatever they wanted to get. Yeah. And that last drive, like Shannon, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna kill this clock down and we're gonna kick this field goal. But I mean that's like poetic justice, right? Jamal, we're at that week three Niners versus Packers, and we lose that game to a field goal, and we're just walking out of the stadium just like Pissed. Angry. I can't believe we lost. Yeah, uh, angry. yeah no, right? we got the last laugh, man. We got the last laugh. And then yeah. imagine those fans walking out of Lambo today. Frozen. <laughs> Ice fucking cold, man. Bitter. Hella angry. frozen. Hella pissed. Raj about to head over to Las Vegas. That's hey, it. That, uh, I have a dynasty. Hey, did y'all see how they try to play us on the pregame show with the cheese head and the sourdough head? Yeah, that was hella funny. <laughs> I was like, bro, they really try to play us, though. Dude, that was hella funny though. That was hella. I was funny. like, damn. If 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 the listeners, if we even have any listeners, no, we have a few listeners. We got we listeners. Have, we we got average family. about eighty a show, which is pretty. We got family. We yeah. got family. Uh, if if you missed it, the you know how the cheese heads for the Packers, they said, "Don't worry, San Francisco, you don't have to be feeling left out." They put a sourdough bowl hat instead of a cheese head. It was a sourdough bowl head, so. I, I just understand for the record, I felt disrespected. I it was I pretty funny. The so you watched the pregame show, right? Did you see Lil Wayne do his thing? No, nah, I missed that so, one. So Lil Wayne is like doing like a hype video, right? You use a Lil Wayne song, you're doing a hype video, and he's got a Packers hat, a Packers shirt, Packers pants, Packers shoes on. And it's like, dude, like Kyle Shanahan named one of his sons after you. <laughs> and then you over <laughs> Packered out, you know what I mean? Hmm. But he was going with the rest of the ESPN picks, and they all picked the, the Packers, and the Niners pulled this one out. And me and Jamal were kind of talking in the pre-show, right? Like, where do you rank this in in recent NFL or recent 49er victories, right? Like, you can't compare it to any of the uh, Super Bowls in the 80s. You can't compare it to any of the, the 94 Super Bowl. But let's say from 94 and on, right, where do you rank this game as importance in 49ers history? Like, me and Jamal were saying – is this better than the playoff win against the Saints, Chrissy Chris? Uh, I would say it's top five, but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, you know, just because, you know, it just happened right now. Because that Saints game, that was pretty that was pretty uh, epic too. But I would say it has to be in the top five after the, you know, 95 season or whatever, 94 season. I would say out of our most – you know, electric wins. Cause this one, uh, this gave you a natural high right here. This was a, this was a heavyweight bout all the way to 12 rounds. And we got the decision, you know, kicking that field goal, you know, playing some defense, you know, going back and forth. This was uh, a heavyweight fight at its finest. I mean, you got your money's worth for sure. If you were at this game or even if you watched it, there was no, uh, even if we lost, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been mad at our performance. 
because I feel like we 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 left it all out there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Jamal, what about you, man? Where would you rank this? Is it ahead of the Saints divisional playoff win or behind? Behind it. I mean, what we were talking about about you know 20 minutes ago, I was super high, but now you know <laughs> I sat down, kind of thought about it, you know, and the O three game is the Giants when we came back by like 30 points. As up there. Yeah. You no. Know? So there's a few other games that were just as crazy. This is a good game, but um, we've had better. I mean, I mean even yeah. both Saints games, even the one with Whitner. I mean, definitely oh. better, but I think this is like one of the biggest upsets ever. Like, number one would be when we came back against the Falcons in in Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. The championship, yeah. Yeah, so that would be number one. And then. I would say yeah. both Saints games. That we played in the playoffs. They were epic. No, no, that, um, the one with Whitner. But I would say, even though that wasn't a playoff game, the one in, uh, what was it, like week 14, 15? Oh, yeah, Jimmy G went off? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's not a playoff game, yeah. But so, yeah. It, it, had the, it had the feel of it, though. And then I would put, yeah, uh, Jamal brings up a good point, that wild card win against the New York Giants. That was a good one. I, I'd uh, put that at number two. Number three, see, like the 2019 se- uh, season, like we beat the we beat the Vikings and we beat the Packers, and those were like like easy almost. You know what I mean? I don't want to say like they were easy, but they were like you know there was no stress. That game was over. Yeah, yeah, second quarter, third quarter. That game, both those games are over. And so I would put today's game ahead of that Saints game only because like the things that we needed to do to win this game, you needed to block a punt, return it for a <laughs> touchdown. You know. And then after and and you needed to block a field goal. I mean, like you don't. There's not we many games. There's not many games where you block a punt and block a field goal. We'll, we'll put that on Twitter as a poll. But there's no way that Saints team was better than this game. There's no way. We just feel oh. you just feel near in the moment right now. I'll put, put it on. Wake up out of it. I'll put it on after the show for sure. Yeah. Uh, what what the people like the most, and we'll see if Twitter handles it. But uh, just man. From just the whole roster, man, I just like that last drive. You see Kittle just limping off the field, like after we after that last third down run, he was just Debo like, you know what, kill kick his field goal because I'm done. And then Debo, after he picked up that first down, he was limping off the field. I think he's gonna be all right. I think he got one of those Charlie horses. Looked like he yeah. took a helmet to the thigh. Yeah, yeah, it looked like he took a helmet to the thigh, and I think he'll be fine. Like you know, that was bad boys hurt. You know what I mean? And then also. That fool had the whole team on his back the whole second half. And then, like, Debo came out and returned that kick. I was like, is there nothing that this man can do? Yeah, I don't know. He can call plays, too. <laughs> For real. He called a shot. Jamal, what do you think about that fourth and one call, the run? That's what I asked you guys. There was two plays that kind of caught me off guard. Wasn't that fourth and one play? Was it designed to go outside and Mitchell brought it inside? Or was it just a scheme, like, just to fake him out that – they ran the same play earlier in the game that they had currently. I think it was outside. to fake them out because uh, you wouldn't do a handoff to go outside. I think, well, I mean, I, I can just tell you how we coach it, right? If they squeeze so hard, we tell – so we tell our running backs to follow the butt of the guard, right? So he has to look at the guard. If, if the, Wherever the, the butt goes to the guard, that's where you go. So if he kicks out, then you go inside. If the guard keeps pulling, we call it a reach block you follow it outside, right? And so I think the way that the Packers, they all crashed. They crashed the D-gap. 
and they brought that linebacker inside of the D gap. And so I think Kittles and Williams, they, they followed it right. And I think, I think, I'm not sure, right? I think Elijah Mitchell should have bounced that out. Should have done that. Oh, yeah. corner, he got beat by Gary like instantly. Yeah. Gary beat that gap and yeah, he was dead in the water. As soon as he got the ball, he was done. So I think he would have bounced outside. He had a chance. I didn't know if that was where he was supposed to go, though. But see, but that's something like there's two things with that, right? There's something like power O isn't something that the 49ers do, where I think right now, fourth and one, give me your best run play, right? It's almost like that. I don't think the Niners run the power. Oh, way one. And I don't think Elijah Mitchell is a power running back. I mean, honestly, I would have Trey Sermon on that position because that's what they did in, in Ohio State, right? But I think it was just like the best play that you could go right now is you get Juszczyk and you get Trent Williams on one side and you run behind them or you do the Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback sneak, right? I think that's what should have happened. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I was more for a jet sweep or something, you know. I'm like, they were man, my name Tom Compton had a uh Compton had a tough night. Oh man, he had a tough night. Tough night. He was due though, because he's been playing some good games. <laughs> what was the second play, Jamal? It was that um it was early in the game, um, after the Jimmy G interception, and we called that first timeout, which I thought was weird. Why well, we called that timeout because they were going to go in halftime. Well, they were trying to get the ball back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, man, it's just inevitably gonna get us. But it was that um Aaron Jones play. So was it Dante Johnson within his zone, but he didn't drop far enough, or was Ward just not in his right area? Oh, so it looked I like saw, it was Dante I the, Johnson. I saw in the in the post game, Jimmy Ward said that was his fault. Yeah. So he was supposed to get anything deep, but he mm-hmm. got. He said he stuck on the on the crosser. He said he did. He just thought Aaron Rodgers was going to throw that crosser, and he was trying to rob the crosser. And so he just he he was he was he just made a bad judgment. You know, yeah. he made a bad gamble. You know, so. But, but As Dante Johnson, like, if no one's in your zone, he should just kept, you know, keep carrying Jones. Don't get beat deep. That's what I would thought was more on Johnson than um. That's Dante Johnson, man. He got we we we'll take this we'll take this performance from him. I don't know if we'll get the same next week, but this was a, uh, in his standard, this was a hell of a performance. But I think, but I think Dante Johnson saw the crosser also, and he kind of stopped his. Uh, not his route, but his zone, and I think he was going to rob the same thing. I think they both, mm-hmm. were both and that would have been a better play for Johnson because he's right there, and mm-hmm. then so uh, Aaron Jones will get picked up by Ward because he's supposed to have over the top help, or yeah, you know, yeah, that's an award hundred percent. This man, yeah, that's what he was telling them, and you know, he's like, that's my fault. You know, he's just his, his eyes were peeking uh, in the backfield, or you know, I saw that crosser trying to make the play, which I can't be mad at, but at the same time. Man, that's a hell of a boo-boo. Mm-hmm. I know it's asking a lot from, like, Trey Lance, but, like, the subtle nuances that Aaron Rodgers does, because even on that one, right, both that he, he beat the tackle, and Aaron Rodgers just a little sidestep, jogged out, floated to his right, bought enough time for Aaron Jones to get downfield, and he just flipped his wrist, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, something like, you know, Jimmy G got sacked with a, with a defender, Crawling on the floor, and he was seeing ghosts too. Sometimes he do that yeah. little. Yeah, so little it, I mean, to ask Jimmy Jimmy G's not that quarterback, right? And I've I've come to the fact that we can't expect some of these things to come out of Jimmy G, right? Jimmy G, Jimmy G does some things well, and which is throwing with anticipation and getting the ball out fast in the middle of the field, which he does really well. 
is those outside of number of plays. Like we see, you know, they almost do two pick sixes, but yeah, like yeah. maybe like, you know, Trey Lance, I know, I know we got eight more quarters of football left, hopefully. Right. But maybe Trey Lance can bring that to the offense. You know what I mean? Just to buy some time for these guys to get open. Right. What you got over there? A middle light. No, that's at least called. This is uh this is Fresno's uh rich man beer. What? This the uh, rich Modelo. They call that the rich man Modelo. What'd you uh, say, Jamal? Oh, so it's that's a quality uh, beverage. At least go. Corona. Yeah. No, yeah. So it's a new. We gotta talk about the D line, though, man. I know we're up bounce all over the place, and we we said in the in the pre meeting we're just gonna. Wing it because that's how great this game was. Uh, we got oh, yeah, to ride line. the high. We just got to ride the high, Tess. And so, Chris, I asked I asked Jamal this question, and we both kind of agree, like you know, uh, on one thing. But is Armstead better than Buckner? No, but Armstead is not a bad. Uh, he's not a bad like uh, like role player. I want to say he's a role player, but he's a, not a bad. Bad player. He he will do his job, but he's not gonna go above and beyond like uh, Buckner. You know, he's not gonna make those all pro plays. But Armstead was gonna do his job though. He's no, gonna make so, his, he's he's gonna make his gap. You know, he's gonna have his pressure. He paid like an all pro though. Nah, but we had to pay him. It was other, but I mean, we chose wrong on that one. But it's uh, I can't knock him though, man. He does his job. He's not, you know, he's not like a. Uh, above and above and beyond, but I'm saying he, he takes care of his gap. I mean, he's there, and sometimes the sacks fall into him. He had two key sacks on third down today. Jamal, uh, what what was your point with the Buckner and Armstead? No, I mean, uh, well, player versus player, Buckner's definitely more talented. You know, he's an all pro, but he doesn't have a Nick Bosa to his left, right? And that's the thing, you know? right? So he's getting double, not, not triple teams. I think he was on the Colts D line besides Darius Leonard, you know, as linebacker. So that's true. It's like one of those things, though. Justin Smith was a lot better with playing next to Alden Smith. You know what I mean? Nah, but Justin Smith was a beast, though. Even with the Bengals, he was he was oh, yeah. that holding technique. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he was he was good with the Bengals, but he was a different player with next to Alden Smith, though. I mean, he was a grown man moving people out the way, though. Like he was moving. <laughs> These you know all pro tackles like Justin Smith. Hey, he's so, really a favorite. And so the Niners, man, they did a lot of uh, good, a lot of crazy things in the first half with uh with Bosa. They put him at middle linebacker one time. The uh it confused the heck out of the Packers old line. They fall started, but they put Bosa at middle linebacker and they stood him right up front of the center, and then they put uh, Bosa at the nose like a real nose tackle. They played five defensive linemen and they put him at the nose tackle. Like a bear front, and so mm-hmm. they were moving Bosa all around the place. And the second half, they kind of left him on that left side. You know, Armstead was winning his one on ones, but yeah. Well, they started they, cooking. You know, what I'm saying it took them a minute for that D line to start warming up, but yeah, they started. They did start cooking. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't. They weren't always getting home, but they were making Aaron Rodgers get off the spot. He was moving around and throwing the ball away. No, yeah, definitely. And then. I think another guy that's very underrated on the on the uh, D line. I think we Niner fans appreciate him, but I just don't think he gets the national media hype. Is DJ Jones, man? DJ Jones is a constant run stuffer, and he's getting yeah, like, he quarterback is. pressure all the time. Yeah, that and big he, man be moving, man. He, yeah. he he does get. He, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, he does. 
you know, you got Shadow Man, uh, Arden Key too. You know. Oh yeah. The, 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 those those guys are unsung heroes to our uh, our uh, elusive uh, elite passwords that we have, our front seven. Those guys are very important uh, keys to our defense. Jamal, the 2019 defense or this defense? Who would you take? 2018. 2019. Yeah, that's no, that's no doubt. That's so no it, doubt. But that, that's the thing, though. It's just like, like – this is it's this team is this team that might do it you know what i mean it's like we've had way better teams with way better talent you got the game right there behind you i see right now uh the uh, packers versus the niners looks like colin kaepernick but you it's know we've like had teams over like, 13 i think yeah 2012 2013 but we have teams with like patrick willis navarro bowman alden smith justin smith and it, it might be this team this is the team that might do it bro it's like it's Ante just, johnson baby he just might blow your mind you, dude Hey, he he had a good game. I grade him out like a B minus. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I give him an eighty something grade, just because you know. I mean, he didn't he didn't mess up. You know what I mean? He didn't you know get blown for a uh, coverage. I mean that one, but that wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? That's that's uh Jimmy Ward. You know, trying to be greedy instead of just doing an assignment. And I think that's what our defense was doing was just playing assignment based football. You know. Whatever is in front of you, just make the plays, make the tackles. So, but yeah, you, say, you, you say this defense, it's kind of like this is they don't have like the star power besides Warner and Bosa, but just they're all doing their jobs. I mean, Jordan Willis with block punt, Jimmy Ward with block field goal, you know, Tart chased down Aaron Jones after that big play. Just yeah. everyone is just doing their job and excelling at it at the same time. I think that has to do with coaching, right? Um, I watched a lot of Lately, I've been watching a lot of Mike McDaniels with the 49ers OC, like his interviews and stuff, because it's very intriguing, right? Uh, two reasons why it's very intriguing to me. Of course, he's getting the Dolphins have uh, requested to interview him and some other teams want to interview him for the head coach position. And he looks like, you know, he works for Facebook. So that's very intriguing. And also, <laughs> he said that he won't take a coaching job where he can't smoke weed. at. So he won't work at a state where he can't smoke weed, which is like, you know. Crazy, right? <laughs> hey, that's hella bay right there. But what he that. said though, what he said though is during the week, right? They're careful what they tell the players, how to work their technique so they can be successful in the game, right? So they keep it simple, the most simple they can, because this is they only tell the players what they expect out of them, and that's what they do. You know what I mean? So it's just I think everything's rolling together right now. Dane coaching staff is playing good. I've been playing good. The Dane coaching staff is coaching well. Uh, the front office is doing their thing, and it's just rolling. And I can't believe Jamal wanted to fire Kyle Shanahan in the middle of the season. I think my man, my my hostess with the mostest. <laughs> I think I, I think I got some receipts that uh, said uh, my man Tess was over here, man. Ready the one thing, the one thing bad about doing this podcast after the Colts game, I said that the Niners are done. They're not going to the playoffs. And we can start Trey Lance. Yeah, we still got that on tape. We still got that on Spotify and Apple Music. We can we bring it up every once in a while at the cookout. <laughs> so who do you want to play, Chris? The Rams or the Buccaneers? My heart, or not even say my heart. I would say my head says the Rams are gonna win, but like uh my man Bags was saying. We don't, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat somebody uh, three times. And, you know, 
I think uh, we we I mean we match up good with anybody to be honest with you because we're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna do we're gonna play we're gonna run the ball and play great with defense and pray that Jimmy G doesn't throw a, a stupid pick but that's guaranteed too. He could throw a stupid pick. He could throw one stupid pick. It's just the the second stupid pick he can't. Shit, man, he was trying to throw like three of them. <laughs> he was trying. I ain't gonna lie, man. Them passes was hanging up there, man. I thought I was gonna break on one. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, shit, man, we getting lucky. Jamal Rams or the Buccaneers? What say you? I want the Bucks. That's what I want. You want to take down the goat? They I'm say all of them: Dak Prescott, Rogers, Brady, Mahomes. I want them all. Hey, they say it's, a run right there. They say it's hard to beat the same team twice in one year. I I, I can't imagine them beating a team three times in one season. You know what I mean? But. So to be three times in this season and then to be seven times in a row. So, I mean, there's got to be some of like psychological factor in there for the Rams, though. You know what I mean? They're just like, maybe we just can't beat these guys, especially the last one where we came back 17-0 and McVay's in the touchdown celebrating, which I will never forget. I bet he'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I bet he won't. I was looking uh, last week. I was like, is he in the end zone? No, heck no. Hey. Like, they told him, like, hey, man, stay your ass on the sideline, coach. No, but it's like, it's, it's one of those things, right? So it's like, hopefully, I know, maybe it is McVay, so then Shanahan can beat all the Suns in one playoff. <laughs> no, no, they <laughs> ain't not a game. I'm telling you. If we, if we match up well, though, I'm not going to lie. I was going to say we don't match up well against the Buffalo or the Chiefs, but. We'll leave that for a different pod every different day. Yeah, no, nah, we'll say that for next week. We'll say that for next week when we uh, advance to the Super Bowl, and then we'll, we'll then we'll give our our Super Bowl analysis, not right. our predictions, but our analysis. We got two weeks. Anything else that you guys want to talk about before we get up out of here? Um, no, nah, I just I just want to give a shout out to the defense, though, man. I, they really kept us in the game. Let our offense figure themselves out. I would give a shout out to uh, D'Amico Ryan's. You know what I'm saying? I was a little iffy because I'm like, man, he played a lot of finesse, but you know he's really coached those guys up. You know those are his uh, staff, his the uh, his defensive staff. Uh, you know had the D line going and uh, secondary. Yeah, I'm telling you, Dante Johnson. I was impressed. We didn't hear gonna, nothing about him. If we're gonna lose DeMarco Ryan, right? If we're gonna lose DeMarco Ryan. Which this rule is kind of crazy to me. Like, if you have a minority assistant coach and then he gets hired as a head coach, you get a free third round pick, which is super dope to me, right? So, if yeah. we the Marco Ryan's, you get a free third round pick. But who do you think fills in for him? Mike Zimmer. <laughs> no. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's the only person I can think of. I mean, unless they're going to hire uh, Fangio. Some, yeah, some, nah, nah, he would. He might, he might take a year off though. He go, but I, I wouldn't mind him coming back because we got pieces. And he's like I said, he's a better defensive coordinator than our head coach. Who, Fangio? Uh, Fangio. Yeah, I mean, if you're Demarco Ryan, right? If somebody wants to hire you as a head coach. I think you got to take that, right? Yeah, yeah, you better take it. We only got one black coach in the NFL. We need two. <laughs> you know. No, man. Just enjoy tonight and get ready for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow. I know. I shout out the Jimmy T jersey, though. He had faith in him. He did. He had Jamal, faith in the Jamal in is the wearing Jimmy his Jimmy, 
Jamal's wearing his Jimmy G jersey, which is surprising. Even, I know, even though we crush him every day and every week and every show. Man, I bought it. I got to wear it, right? <laughs> True. All right, I'll give you that. Dude, a couple games, that. couple games away from getting sent to the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Our Christmas gift. <laughs> got you a jersey. You rewrap it. Yeah, Jimmy G. Why does it smell like Corona? <laughs> so it's game worn. It's game hey, worn. Have you guys have you guys ever watched the uh the NBC Sports uh post game uh, wrap up with Joe Staley, Dante Whitner, and Takeo Spikes? Nah, I don't give him no burn, man. I feel like it's a uh, low budget to me. Ah, oh, dude. It's Joe good, Staley it's good TV. Little, yeah, Joe Staley. It's like it's like funny, funny. I'm not gonna say it's like TNT halftime. I'm not gonna yeah. say that. But it, it is pretty funny. Joe Staley is pretty funny. Hey, that's why he's the man. That's yep. why he's the guy. Yeah, that's why he takes us out after every show. Yep. Joe Staley, Staley, take us out. Montana. How's it go? Jimmy Time Sula, Jimmy Time Sula. <laughs> Open up my shirt like Jimmy Time Sula. Got the gold chain on like Jimmy Time Sula. <laughs>